Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast. I'm Tyler Pyburn. Ever wonder how you can bring your event to the next level and go beyond the stage? Well, I sat down with my friend Bill Sell to talk about how the ONUG conference did exactly that. I welcome in Bill Sell of Advisor Communications. Bill, thanks so much for taking time out today. Sure, Obviously, it's great really to appreciate come it. into studio. You know, things yeah. are back in person. <laughs> I know the fact that done. we can do this yeah, is a good thing, it right? It could have been done as a Zoom call, but back in person is just so much better. No question, no question. But you know, back in person is interesting. And tell me, for the folks, I mean, I can't do it justice. Explain what the ONIC conference is and what it was and the what it's going The Open Networking User Group is when you're using cloud computing, let's say you use AWS and you use Google Cloud or Microsoft mm -hmm. Azure, the standards that connect the two, that comes out of ONUC. It is a user group and all the vendor community are there and many of the major IT community are there too. So you're going to have the IT executive from a bank or from an insurance company. And mm -hmm. they all come in and they play Switzerland and they want to talk about how do we make <laughs> data move in the cloud. You can't call up you know, Jeff Bezos, reboot my server. Yep. So how do you work around that? Everything on that comes out of this meeting. So all year long they're doing user group conference mm -hmm. calls for different niche groups and then they come together and then all that presentation Two times takes a year they have, Twice you know, fall year. and spring, they have yep. you know, the, these large uh, events that are, are hybrid. Yes. They're in person and they're remote. When did they actually go remote? The remote, we switched uh, beginning of March of 2020. We realized there was not going to be a chance of getting back together in person. Mm -hmm. So for the May 2020 event, we went completely online. And I had evaluated uh, 13 different platforms to figure mm -hmm. out what was going to be the one that would work. We settled on this one called Hopin, H-O-P-I-N, yeah. out of the UK and uh, quickly set it up and uh, had to completely retool our thinking. I mean, we were looking at in-person and 60, 70 people in a room times five, six rooms, have five, 600 people at the event. But when you go online, those numbers can change and they can change mm -hmm. you know, dramatically. So that first event we ran, about 3,300 people around the world took part. That's amazing. And it's incredible how, and you know, Phil and I were just talking about things have changed dramatically, and it's not just that event, it's all events, all events. right? Yep. Every single one of them yep. have kind of gone hybrid, right? Like it, it's no longer the check the box thing, as we were saying before, like yep. you have to do these. <laughs> and <laughs> before we would take a keynote and stream a keynote, simple mm -hmm. enough to do. When you do a hybrid event, it really is all of the in-person event and parallel to it, all of the online event, mm -hmm. and then the glue between the two, because you do want to have it in real time. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, for event planners out there, you're planning two conferences. You're planning two right? completely different personas. Mm -hmm. You have to think about what people will see. One of the little things that uh, we experienced. I was going to say, what, what are some of those little kind of tips and tricks? Because that's what I really want to get into with the folks at home or in their office, wherever they're working today, yeah. actually, is what are some of the things that you can take away from that you've learned by doing these true hybrid, you know, you know, we have it in the slide right here, you know, downtime mm -hmm. is the enemy, especially for the folks that are online. Yes. So what are the things that you can do to say, oh, I'm planning two conferences, how do I keep both sides engaged? Mm -hmm. That downtime is actually the single biggest thing to plan for. Uh, when you think about TV, over the air TV, cable TV, whatever it is, something is always on screen. You always have something flowing there. And uh, Netflix had to you know, have the little spinny thing showing that it's loading yep. because people won't wait you get two, three seconds of just a dark screen and you think it's over. Time to change the channel. 
that same thing will happen with a live event. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing an online stream and you've had the first keynote finish and they're in person, they're gonna walk off the stage. People in the room see them, no problem. People online, they see an empty stage, up. Oh, it must be a bad signal, let me go. Mm -hmm. And that little X in the upper right corner well, think exactly. Always People are there. watching. They think about where they're watching these things, right? They're on their laptop. They're on mm -hmm. their computer. They're on their phone. Very suddenly, do they have it on a television screen, right? Right. So, if they are watching it there, that email button is always it's at there. the bottom yep. of your. If you're, you're looking in, in Chrome. If you're looking in Windows, you got all those little tabs at the bottom, and, and any one of those could mm -hmm. be reminding you to switch gears. And so, they will. so with that, what what one of the things that I think was really interesting that you do, you talk about. You know, you could put up an Onyx slide or your event sponsor that just is on loop, but that's also downtime. So we're talking about when someone walks off stage and you know the next speaker's coming up, you're changing the furniture out because it's a panel backs up to a keynote. Exactly. You have to change. That takes three, four, five minutes. Now. What were some of the things that so you did? So we created the MC stage, our master mm -hmm. of ceremonies or one or two people, industry analysts, in your, and they can talk about a few things while the stage is being set. They can say, this is what I just picked up from that last mm -hmm. speaker. Here's who's coming up next. Oh, by the way, in three hours, don't forget to do this. Go online, vote, renew membership, whatever mm -hmm. it might be. And we right. always had one or two people, maybe even three up there. Yep. And oftentimes, if we had a, a 30 minute break on the main stage, mm -hmm. we would actually do interviews there. Yep. If you've got a sponsor or an exhibitor that had some kind of a problem with something, don't worry about a make good on the next show. Bring mm -hmm. them up on stage. A two-minute interview with their person. Exactly. Just it, changes everything. And we've noticed that Phil, Kyle, um, the, the entire team and I, we've talked about this. When we're doing just full-blown remote events, you need that you know person in studio just in case something happens yeah. to help bring... So say on stage the, um, you know, the, the, the Q to Q actually goes out, right? And they can't see what's happening. Well, you ought, instead of having an MC walk from the back of the room and walk up on the front of the yep. stage and just have and a tell conversation, you yeah. tell you what's next, you can have that sidebar stage always ready to go, which, you know, Mark it was always sitting there. Yep. Um, at the owner, the, the owner fantastic. Uh, CTO. Yep. And the way we had set it up with your cameras is that one of the cameras that is a, the wide shot for the main stage can also swing and mm -hmm. do a wide shot of the MC stage. So the two of them need to be in somewhat close proximity. But as long as the MC knows how to stretch and fill something, mm -hmm. you know, the mic wasn't working, the slides didn't work, uh, the, the laptop, something goes wrong on the main stage, you still have program going, you still have content going. Mm -hmm. And that means you still keep your audience on the online side. Yep. So Keeping your audience on the online side. So like single biggest uh, it's, uh, hassle really for us to mm -hmm. keep thinking about what else to do. But it's the most important thing to do from a customer point of view. You now we're talking about hybrid, Phil. I understand that you have a question as it pertains to that a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So the first question, this comes up a lot when we plan hybrid events. Um, what are ways the audience can interact with the event outside of just asking questions on the stage? So you know you've got that mic stand. Um, you know, on the aisles at your traditional event, people walk up and ask questions. What are ways the audience can um, interact with the event outside of just that, that kind of traditional function? Well, we look at it that, uh, you know, the, the Q&A feature is probably ground zero, and you're gonna build yep. up from there. So we wanna have chat. So we will actually ask people in the online program to be there on chat and continue to pose questions and keep the dialogue going. Mm -hmm. Again, industry analysts who wanna get their name out, this is a great way to go. 
people yeah. who are doing uh, blogs and uh, trying to do interview shows and things like that all around the year, this is the time for them to come in and join you in person, but focus in the online program. Mm -hmm. The uh, microphone in the aisle, that's actually one of the, the more troubling things because you never know what that question's gonna be. Yeah. And is it a question for one person only and you've got you know, a thousand people in the audience, 999 don't care. Yep. And it could be a three minute question that gets asked, not a three second question. With the online program, you can actually see what the questions are up front. You can choose which ones to answer and which ones you wanna actually have the audience here and, and take in as part of the content program. What was really interesting about your event specifically that I, I loved is that engagement. And I think you actually had someone dedicated to the chat specifically. Um, was it Rachel, it was I believe? Rachel, one of and our what, social what media was managers, really great yeah. was every morning. It was good morning. It was asking everybody how they're doing, asking the questions of where they're watching today. So it's kind of sparking that engagement right from the get-go, right? Yes. You need to keep the dialogue going. It will not naturally just happen on its own. Mm -hmm. So we have a person in person with us. So they're here. They're part of the team meeting every day they know what's going to be happening and then they can focus on going online they can do the social media piece the LinkedIn the Twitter the uh, Facebook pages and they can also be doing it in the actual live stream events that we're going to be doing so now let's bring it back let's talk about the in-person component of it what are some of the lessons and things that you've learned since kind of coming back from COVID about you know length of shows and things like that because what I find interesting is that it's not it's no longer well we're going to have a three-day show are they trimming it down to say we're going to do it one day is it shortening that less what are the shorter that are is better one of the, the problems we found is that people who are going to be traveling out at the end of the day it used to be that if you had a seven o'clock flight you'd leave at five no big deal yep with COVID, the lines at the airport are longer. Everything just takes more time. And people are not leaving at five, they're now leaving at three. Mm -hmm. So if you are gonna have your closing day, you really do need to end it middle of the afternoon. Because if you try to push it to four or to five o'clock, half your audience will have walked out. And part of that will be your exhibitors. They're bringing the retractable banners. Yeah, they're folding a couple of those up and rolling them out. It doesn't become a good experience for anybody. It's exactly, there, right? everything is different. You're seeing your neighbor tearing down their booth. Well, why should I stick around here? You yeah. know, I'm gonna yeah, have dinner and then They've already changed the morning, into sweatpants. What has just happened, it's right? Just, <laughs> it, it really changes the mood and the atmosphere. So don't push it, end mm -hmm. it. And uh, we will do a drawing of some kind if there is something. Uh, we try to do things with uh, prizes and giveaways that mm -hmm. the exhibitors have that we'll try to make a bigger deal about giving it out at the end. And with ONUG, they usually end it with a champagne toast. The, the other thing that I find interesting about this conference specifically, but I'm also wondering, you're talking about the attention spans, especially for the folks that are online, but also in person too. It's not just a main stage. Talk to the importance of tracks, of having multiple places to go. Yeah. and. It's very important with the online Also for program. sponsors too, right? <laughs> yes, well the sponsors pay the bills, of course, yes. so that's the important part. But you do need to have varied content. 500 mm -hmm. channels on your, on your TV and you can keep flipping around all day and then you still wanna find something new. So mm -hmm. then you grab laptop and you go onto YouTube or something. Yep. We have that same issue when you're dealing with events and that uh, you always have, well, let me go check my email as yep. the alternative. Of course. So we have to one up your Oh, I go read my email. Mm -hmm. So that's why you need to have breakout sessions. You need to have uh, content that comes from the sponsors. They all want to be presenting something. They all want to be on the main stage. Well, that's not going to happen mm -hmm. unless it's a keynote or something like that. 
But if you have 50, 60 sponsors, you may have enough for three or four parallel tracks simultaneously online. Mm -hmm. And th that allows for attendees, both virtual and in person, to kind of choose their own adventure and kind of yes. go along the way of picking out what they want. And to be honest with you, no one knows how bad a track is going like a production company because we always have one camera pointed at the audience as well. So we can see, gauge yes. from the front, we can always see who's on their phone, who's answering email, who's not looking at the stage right now, yep. right? So it's easy for us to tell. When you do have multiple tracks and multiple sessions, it allows those folks to go ahead and yep. break things Pick up, things, right? Yeah. Pick which way they go. Now, one of the unique things though is we could have an in-person event with one person seated in the audience mm -hmm. and you think, wow, that bond. Yeah. You can have 350 people online watching that exact same session. Yeah. And yeah, that ain't a bomb. That, that's yep. a real hit, that's a win. And we have to push through. So you'll frequently hmm. get somebody in a presentation where they say, oh, there's just not enough people here. And uh, you know, just gather around, let me take the microphone off. It's like, whoa, whoa, you're on camera. You've got a whole community out there. Mm -hmm. You don't see them. Yeah. And that's one of the challenges. We have to carry that message back into the event as to how many people are out there and what are they doing and what are they watching. They really are an extension of what's happening in the building. That's the difference between let's record it and put it up on an archive or let's do a genuine hybrid event. And if you're really going to play the hybrid event game, you have to be aware of both audiences at the exact same time. Well, I know what clip is in fact going up on Instagram later, so go ahead to that because yeah. that was just gold right there. I love yeah. that. Now, what I want to move into now, and it, the questions that we always get is about the tech, right? Everybody always asks you, what, what are you using? What are some of the, the tech? But the one thing I want people to realize is that it's not as scary as it was, right? The one thing right. that COVID did was we saw more platforms pop up. We saw more video conferencing um, platforms and software pop up. We saw a lot more hardware come out that allowing, you know, turning professional grade cameras into webcams. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things um, that you're taking advantage of outside of, you know, bring us in that you could kind of do on your own? Well, as I was saying, back in the beginning of 2020, when this thing just started unraveling on the in-person piece, we evaluated 13 platforms. I could have easily done two, three dozen if it was mm -hmm. up today. But uh, we were looking for something that could handle an audience program. So you know, the Q&A, of course, they can select between different uh, you know, tracks or mm -hmm. things like that. And the sponsor program. You have to have the ability to do an exhibit online. Mm -hmm. But we did need it so that you could do all of that unattended from a sponsor perspective. The sponsor might give you one person who's going to be in person in their booth, mm -hmm. but that is the person who's also online responsible. And that's a challenge to be able to do two different worlds. Well, that's like just that. the, the sponsors are there. I mean, at the end of the day, the sponsors are, are really trying to get their product right. They're just marketers. They right? only They're marketing want leads. Sales. They want you leads. Can they tell want me they names. want other stuff. They want leads. <laughs> yep. That's it. The question that we always get is will they still come? Will attendees still show up? Because Nothing beats that, you know, handshake yep. in the hallway. Nothing beats those sidebar conversations that take place. If they can just go ahead and view it from, you know, their couch. Will they do that? Will, will they, will they yep. come in person if you offer the hybrid experience? The hybrid experience, if done well, if the on-site is done well, the, the online program is done well, you will actually bring out more people to come in person. People still want to meet people. That serendipity factor. I didn't know what I didn't know. Yep. I'm walking up and down the aisle. I'm going to see stuff. I'm going to hear things. 
Oh, I didn't know about that. I you don't stumble upon things you, the same you way. You can't right? stumble upon something easily with Google and you yep. know, let me just search for it. And the same thing would happen if you were just showing If you don't know about it, you can't search for it. That's right? exactly <laughs> it. And that's what events are really good for. Mm -hmm. And people still want to come out in person. You have concerts today. You could see any of Taylor Swift's concerts from back in day one on YouTube right now. Yep. But every one of those tickets that was available for her entire tour sold out in like, what, two days. Mm -hmm. So people still want to have an experience. Mm -hmm. But you got to have an experience. It can't just be, let me go sit in the conference room and just watch this. So exactly. you have to have more to it. Th that, that's the big thing. And I think, you know, we talked with um, Kelly Cleary from the Castle Group and said it's more about the experience now yep. than it is just the stage and what's happening. And that, that to me is one of the big things that you have to have an experience for both in person and online, trying to create those experiences for folks. At what point in time do you bring in us, right? Do we bring in the experts, the, the folks that do this on a day-to-day -day basis? If there are so many things out there that, eh, this is light lift now. I could do this on my own. Why do you bring yeah. well, you in? During, <laughs> during the pandemic years, 2020, 2021, I did four ONUG events mm -hmm. all online because that's my sole focus for those. Yep. The moment we were going to go and do it in person, I'm going to be there in person. I have to run the in-person program. I need professionals that can do this video piece. Mm -hmm. It's not just the video, it's the live stream. I actually have a person that actually travels with me to these various events yep. to run the hopping piece of it. Mm -hmm. And it might only be you know, checking this box or clicking this to, to start things off, but you need to understand the platform. And mm -hmm. in your case, you take the, you're, you're the bridge between what's taking place in person and getting the right camera feed, the two camera angle, the zooming in, zooming out, making sure the audio is correct, the lighting. And making sure correct. that the folks that are remote can communicate with yes. the folks on person, not just by way of chat, but audio, video, up on a screen, up on yep. stage. And, that's and we will have that presenter who, you know, somebody in the family tested positive for COVID. Oh, I'm not going to travel. And Or they did travel and were at the hotel across exactly. the street and then they're walking out and then they get the positive test and they walk right well, back it, in. It was, right? The, it was one of our keynoters and yep. his kid that he had just left the, the morning before tested positive and he's like, mm, I'm not so sure I'm going to walk in on that stage and in person. And we very quickly retooled and were able to have him come in as a remote presenter from his uh, new home office there, which is the hotel literally right next door. Mm -hmm. so. And with that in mind, the folks that sign up that want to hear that keynote speaker, they're not missing out. They're right. still having the opportunity to hear yep. them. They're still having the opportunity to interact, engage, and ask questions yep. of that keynote speaker. That's, to me, the beauty of hybrid right now is that it's allowed folks to pivot on a dime and still have that interaction even though Life happens. It gets yep. in the way. It does. And the ability to do one marketing program. So we, we announce the event. This is the agenda. How you want to consume it, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. I want to be there in person, which we really hope. I will heavily promote coming on person and being there, hotel programs, you know, receptions, all that kind of good stuff. But if not, and you do want to come online, we'll take you there. With that event that we had in New York, Three, uh, 631 people in person, 1,181 people online, all at the same time. Wow. So you get a 2x factor outside, and that's something that you don't see and feel and experience. I see it as a little counter on my computer, and mm -hmm. that's not really doing that justice, but that audience was there because of everything that we did. 
yep. because we had your team in there with what, five people, six people on, on staff there, yep. because we had that person running the, the chat session, because mm -hmm. I had that person in the help desk moving things around. The, all of that needed to be there. That's all yep. part of the package. Uh, we did try to use the silent disco uh, approach here. <laughs> There's yep. good and bad to that. Uh, the idea was we have uh, five or six areas on the show floor mm -hmm. that you can have content going. And, and it was open ceiling. Oh, yes. It this wasn't, this know, was an old rooms. retail this store. An open <laughs> and we put up fabric walls that might block your view yep. or something. But that's an eight-foot by an eight-foot piece of fabric. fabric. Nylon, it's, right? Yes. <laughs> and sound carries. But what it let us do is uh, we adapted uh, silent disco headsets. The way those work at nightclubs mm -hmm. is you'll have three or four DJs, all of them there, performing at the exact same time, but there's no amplifiers. There's no sound system. You don't hear yeah. anything. Everyone's wearing a headset. We could be dancing together. You're on the blue channel. I'm on the red channel, listening to something completely different. And then the winner, you count up how many reds, greens, blues, yeah. purples, whatever, and that's who wins. So those are my favorite videos online when you see an audience of everybody, you know, singing along to a somber, slow song. And then there's one person that has the red instead of the blue turned on. Yes. And they're jamming out because they listen to something. And what different. we found is if a room was oversubscribed, and we did have a few of those, yep. you could actually be halfway across the hall mm -hmm. and still listen into the exact same thing. So I can go to the lunch area and sit down That's and turn cool. on the headset. And I could see that they were on the red room, but that red room had 70 people in it and it had 45 There's chairs. There's no seats left, right? Yeah. That's the other cool. thing is you could have, the grass is always greener syndrome. It always of happens. Of course. I picked the wrong session. Well, in this case, you just tap that little button and you can switch sessions without moving anywhere. Awesome. Because it's all online, I can go on the app as well. And now I can see the slides from that session. I can mm -hmm. actually watch it. But I'm literally sitting in someone else's space. Awesome. I love that. So I love that. That's technology today. And that's stuff that we were not able to do just a couple of years ago. And if we had tried to do this, they're not cloud-based tools. So mm -hmm. I'd have to wire everything up. I mean, as you recall, yeah. when we did a lot of shows, we couldn't do it with an Ethernet cable anymore. We had nope. to bring in a lot of stuff. The Hopin platform, as an example, or you could be using Cvent, you could be using Bizboo, any of these types of platforms. They are all cloud-based. I don't have to load anything on my own server. Yep. And if I need to do something, bring open, you know, just open up your laptop and then we can instantly log in and do And it. refresh as your friend. Right? That's the big one. Just letting everybody know that that's yep. you know, something as simple as that. You yep. know, restarting your computer is really all you have and to do. And it is one of the, the number one issues that somebody's like, I can't hear anything. Well, like, I hear the audio. I know that it's yeah. working. So are your speakers on, right? Little things like I mean, that. Yeah, plug the, the thing, or you unplugged something and yeah. it changes things, yes. Mm -hmm. What do you do with content after the event? How do you make that live on and help you out beyond the couple of days everyone's there on site or watching online? Well, that's a great question because we do take all of this time to build up the event and mm -hmm. then you have some great content. All of it is actually recorded automatically using the platforms that we're using. Yep. You could be putting tape in the camera and all that as well recording it that way, but we put in at the beginning of a session what we're calling the bumper, so you get a little audio clip. That instantly is part of the program now. And when I click that replay button, I can actually have that available minutes later. Yep. Onug takes part or takes place right now. Let's say this last one was in New York City, so it's Eastern time. All of the content is in replay mode for 9 a.m. in Tokyo again, mm -hmm. like 
just yeah, you do, hours you, you trips later. around the sun, basically. <laughs> it's the follow the sun mode. And then it's available again, 9 a.m. in London, 10 a.m. in Frankfurt. So hmm. people can join in wherever they are, and that's the online world nowadays, yep. that people will do it. That's that 1,181 people who came in around the clock elsewhere during their normal hours. By the way, that expo booth was open just as easily mm -hmm. during that time as well. So we have more people able to consume this event and that content because it was recorded correctly. It didn't need a whole lot of editing. It's available right away. We do edit and trim a few things down. Some of the breakout sessions that we have, you've got a presenter that gets up and the camera's rolling already and two more people stroll in and then they wait and then they get their slides ready. All that is on the video. So we remove that and mm -hmm. keep it clean and that goes up onto the final archive site. But awesome. it's something that's done fairly quickly where in the past it, it was much, months. much more challenging. A lot of yeah. times it was months before you'd get any step yep. of recording. And now we have two people doing social media snippets so that mm -hmm. they're pulling little pieces. I was going to say, I saw one yesterday. <laughs> right? You'll see them. On yep. all we're, the we're trying to do three of them a week now. And uh, hmm. when you have about 40 sessions, 50 sessions in the course of uh, two days, there's a lot there. A lot of stuff that can live on and take you to... The next, the next conference, event, right? exactly. And that's the goal. Yep. One more question, and this is kind of a big one. So you know, maybe you have to pick just one thing. What's the next big thing in the event industry? <laughs> pick one. Pick one. Good luck. I, I think You're it really is. <laughs> I think it is going to be this hybrid piece, and we're going to try to find ways to make events that are in person only hybrid, or if things are online, how do I now bring something in person? Because mm -hmm. there's still a lot of events that are running online only. Mm -hmm. And people, it's not COVID anymore. Now they're thinking, well, it just saves a whole bunch of money. I don't have to have food money and time. beverage yet. Right? I don't have the AV lighting and all that gear. But they're going to still want to do something mm -hmm. so that the events will try to do things online. We saw it with uh, the, um, uh, the, the big award program that took place over at uh, Fenway Park with uh, the Prince and Princess. Yes, yep. It was all in person, except mm -hmm. that, oh, we've got to put a live stream together and we've got to have something online. Mm -hmm. Well, if we're going to have that, then maybe we could overlay a session that's online only. Mm -hmm. That's making something hybrid out of something that you would never have expected to be hybrid. And the expectation is for the play along community to be able to be part of it. So when we create events, we really do need to look at and think about that. Something as simple as the local farmer's market. It's in person. It mm -hmm. runs for a few hours once a week. But could that live on online with some kind of a setup? Could there be online booths for these folks? Uh, or someplace to see things that they are presenting in person and let me play along because I can't be there in person. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Bill, this is fun. We appreciate okay. it, sir. Sure. Thanks so much. Great to be a guest after, yeah, it's been, what, 10, I was going to say years. 10, 12, 12 13. Yeah, and that's, I was, to be fair for everybody, so Bill and I at one point in time hosted a show together about 15 years ago, which is why things are gray, right? I um, had hair. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find footage from that, but those clips, you know, aren't even on YouTube at this point. Yeah. In time. We did this pre-YouTube before it all, yep. but... Anyways, the, the mechanics are still the same. It's just the equipment and technology is just so much better. No question. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next time.